be great any number of you who know John and Joanne to be able to reach out to them this week and uh, see how they're doing. I know that they would appreciate knowing that we're praying for them. And so uh, also uh, have uh, somebody who hasn't been here. I mentioned uh, RJ and Graham Landy's over here. But another vo- voice or face we haven't seen in a long time is my niece, Zion Jasmine. Isn't she gorgeous? I feel a little bit hot up here in terms of not temperature, but volume. I'm going to start yelling so you don't have to turn it up too high. And then right next to her is her twin. Can you believe how much they look alike? Is it Emily? Karen, okay. Is it your sister? Okay. You guys, I get you guys confused, but I couldn't believe how much you guys look alike. That's amazing. All right. Long lost sister you never knew you had sitting right next to each other. Excellent. Well, uh, I just want to shout out happy birthday to my dad. Dad, happy birthday. He is uh, 70 years old today. For those of you who don't know, my dad passed away a couple years ago uh, here, and uh, but we... He's alive. He is alive, alive, more than ever. Uh, Before we get going, there's just a a super cool story that I want uh, Veronica to share. And she came to me a couple weeks ago and told me about this after I had been talking about prayer. And uh, she said, you know, it's one of those things where you wish you had it in advance. But of course, she didn't know. If you could grab that microphone right there, that'd be great. Anyway, Cooper, super cool testimony about just what God did, so yeah. go for it. Wow, um, really loud up here. Anyway, this God's got you covered, that word was really powerful this morning. And I really feel, um, I just want to feed off of that and how God uses circumstances to do that and uses us to be a part of that covering um, a couple weeks ago, I went to get some coffee at work with one of my, my co-workers, and we went down to get the coffee, and both of us felt led we shouldn't go straight back to our desk. We should just go out the door and, and walk out the front and get some fresh air. And as we were doing so, we saw the new, um, there's an administration building they opened up, they renovated, um, and I work at Krista Ministries. And that building used to be, back before Krista was there, um, that whole campus was known as the San, uh, Berlin Sanatorium Tuberculosis Hospital. Um, but that particular building that we were about to go in was the morgue. And they had renovated it for um, King School's admissions. So we thought, let's go check it out. Let's go see what it looks like in there. And we walked in the front door, and one of the co- our coworkers had just moved in. Um, to to her office there, and she was sitting there. And if the Holy Spirit wasn't leading, I probably would have said, what's wrong with you? You look terrible. But thankfully, the Holy Spirit was quicker than my brain, and it said, how are you doing? You know, that could mean lots of different things. And then she was able to say, you know what? I'm just finishing up one thing I have to do, and I'm going back to ER. That's not what I expected. 
to that degree. And so immediately um, the spirit kicked in and said to her, can we pray for you? What's going on? So we walked over and laid hands on her. And she said that basically she just left ER because she was diagnosed with kidney stones. And she was dealing with that. She was sitting at her desk. And it was obviously the pain levels were beyond comprehension. So I said, let's pray for you. And we laid hands on her. And the Holy Spirit just led us through prayer for her body. Um, and it, it, we were praying specifically about the kidney stones, but I was hearing some other words just for complete healing through her body, whatever wasn't in alignment. And then um, the Lord was reminding me the history of the building. And when we were, we were fi- feeling finished praying for her, she said she was feeling a little better, still some symptoms. I walked around the inside of the building and um, just felt like there was a, a spirit of death upon that place and um, just did some general prayer around that. So... Long story short, we leave the building. She goes back to ER. Uh, The first trip to ER, they did a full scan to try and figure out what was going on. So they had these pictures of her body. She went back to ER, and then they called her into radiology a couple days later. They didn't tell her on that first trip to the ER when they did a scan, they found a mass in her uterus. She's already dealt with cancer in her life. She's been in remission. She's been healthy. Um, so now she's t- returning to radiology, and they're telling her this, this story that she's got this mass to deal with. Um, but the amazing thing is they did more tests, and they ran scans again, and they found that it had completely disappeared. So praise the Lord. Praise God. Because he uses us right where we are if we're just willing to to be attentive to what his Holy Spirit's saying. He went in there and ministered to her before she got the news that she had this mass, healed it, and then when she went to the doctor, they told her the history of what happened. So praise the Lord. Amen. What an amazing coincidence, huh? It's amazing how things, masses just form and then they just disappear all of a sudden. It's just incredible. The power of prayer, come on. Lauren Ray stood up here a couple weeks ago. Prayer. God intervened in that situation. And it's, it's not just in here. You could almost say this is kind of like the, the practice area, you know, for, for going out. But it's, it doesn't matter if you're up on a roof somewhere and you have a nail go through your wrist or... Or what it is. Power of prayer. Amen. I love it. Uh, Well, it's almost a year and a half now that this ragtag bunch of people, desperados extraordinaire, headed out on a march to go across this great divide called Lake Washington and land in the Northgate area. And... uh, to, with a, with a vision of loving God, loving people, reaching the unreached, touching the untouched, loving the unloved, reaching them with the gospel of Jesus Christ, reaching them with our arms, our hugs, our words, whatever those things are. That's what He's called us to do and to be wherever we go. We're still on that course. No question about it, we've had some setbacks along the way. I don't know about you guys, life has been tough. There have been some rough seasons and people, 
you know, with, uh, we've talked about moving and, and all kinds of things, but we've just, we've had, we've had deaths, people that are very close to us. And it's happened in a seemingly a concentrated amount of time. Some people are, are, are really, I mean, it, it's all they can do to get out of bed in the morning. I don't know if you're talking to the same people, but I'm, I'm talking to those people. Where it's just, it's just enough to be able to believe God for another day. Lisa and I were joking, and it's, it's like, you know, it's like some people are wondering if they've got Tourette's or something. I mean, the kind of stuff that's coming out of them, and you're going, what in the world, you know? Some of you will get that later. But it, it's the stress that people are under. We need one another in that. There's this, um, as we serve as an example of God's love for those who, who don't know the Lord, this community of people, no matter where we are, serves as that example and proves the love of God. That's what he said. He said in John 13, 34 through 35, Jesus says, I'm giving you a new commandment. He said to his disciples, love each other just as I have loved you. Not the way you feel like, the way you'd like to, but love just as I've loved you. You should love one another. Your love for one another, get that, your love for one another, how you love each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Amazing statement. Amazing privilege that we have to be that example to others. Love is hard work. Community is hard work. Can you say community is hard work? Do you agree with that? Not easy. Family is hard work. How many parents can say family is hard work? Yeah, a couple of you can. The rest of you have had it easy, I know. It's been incredibly easy for you. Praise God for that. Um, speaking of hard work, I've, I've got this. Um, I've had a membership, Planet Fitness. Any, any Planet Fitness people in here? I'll get to him later. I've had this membership at, at, uh, at Planet Fitness for a few years. I've been working out consistently. Uh. <laughs> Community is really hard work. I did, not, I did not expect rocks being thrown from the cheap seats over here. I've been working out consistently every, every couple months. Uh, <laughs> hey, I think the proof is here, right? Seth, what do you think, man? Yeah, he's, he's over there. He's like, yeah, you got to tell the pastor yes, right? Um, oh, you, you pay 10 bucks a month. Um, they're making a lot of money off of me, okay? <laughs> Even though I'm only paying 10 bucks a month. That was a free commercial right there for them, but it, it is a good deal. Um, but the thing that I love about when I do go to the gym is I love the results. I hate the work. I've gone in and I've done some, uh, cross few CrossFit things with Chuck before. Dude, that is brutal. Karen, uh, I've, Lisa's told me before, Karen is like CrossFit queen in there. 
course, we none of us would never personally maybe admit it, but we look at other people and we're like, dang, results, results. But why do they get the results? It's work. It's work. But I, I really only enjoy the results. I don't, I don't like the work. And the work is what oftentimes keeps me from going. Keeps me consistent every couple months rather than every other day, which is what I should be in there. But when I do get in there and I go for a week or two, and uh, I, I really enjoy it. I love how I feel. It's just, it's great. Lisa's back here laughing at me because she, <laughs> she goes consistently, like, you know, many times a week, and she gets the benefits. I am working on mine. Uh, seriously, sometimes I get so tired when I'm in there. I find myself sitting on the bench, the weights are on the ground, and I'm just staring at the weights. Or I, I get so into, you know, my time is up on the, on the, uh, the treadmill and, and whatever it is that I'm on at the time. And the time's up. But I'm interested in the show that I'm watching on one of the screens. And so I just get off. Why, why keep going? Why push that pain? Why keep going? So I just get off and just kind of stand there. Which is awkward for me because I'm so tall. I'm like standing like this because it's only so long and you have to be, you know, back away from it. But... It looks kind of funny just standing on top of the machine, not moving anywhere, but oh well. It's difficult. It's painful. Uh, It's inconvenient. I have to drive all the way to Lake Forest Park from Kenmore. I think it's like three minutes, three or four minutes sometimes, depending on traffic. I mean, who's got that kind of fuel allowance, right? It's a judgment-free zone. That's their, kind of their main thing. If you watch Biggest Loser, we like to walk. We like, I used to not, but I do now. It's cool. They got a cool thing going on now. Biggest Loser, and, you know, it's the judgment-free zone. I got to admit, I judge. I do. I'm ju- you know, some people are just like sweaty, nasty. You're supposed to clean up your station when you're done. And people leave their junk all over. Uh, it's kind of gross, but... Um, There's some things that are advertised. I am going somewhere with all this, by the way. This is, it's, you've seen this only on TV. You've seen those ones where it's like a belly jiggler, great abs in like 10 minutes from your lazy boy. So you just sit in your lazy boy and it just jiggles your abs. Those don't work. Is anyone willing to raise their hand and say you've tried one of those things? And it works? Oh, okay. Everybody's saying no. They lost money on that deal. All right. I didn't think so either, but I thought that would be kind of cool. If that could work, that would be great. If, if we could get a return without an investment, who wouldn't sign up for that? And that's why people do some of the things and fall for a lot of the gimmicks that they do because there's always somebody out there offering something for nothing. The thing I've came to realize is that if what I put into something, that's what I get out. Have you ever noticed that to not be true about something? You didn't put anything into it. You didn't invest anything into it. And you came out with way more than you had. Anybody win the lotto here? Okay. But that cost somebody something, didn't it? 
Yeah. Anything at all. It doesn't matter what it is. You guys, you need to pay attention. Landon is so stinking cute. But, <laughs> oh, I know. Before I got up here to preach, Evan brought him up to me. And I, oh, I just held him. Man, that kid is way too cute. Okay, everybody tuck your shoes in. Might step on a few toes this morning. Life for us as a church has a lot of these similar, similar uh, similarities. And we, we love the results. We love the benefits of being part of the family. Uh, but being part of the church is a lot of hard work. It, it is one of those things that requires all hands on deck. It, it requires some consistency. And we can get in a rut and we find ourselves, um, you know, sitting here staring at the screen, staring at somebody talking to us, staring at somebody singing, um, you know, staring and we're supposed to be hanging out, connecting with people or, or whatever it would be, just like we kind of do when we go into the weight room. And we wonder why maybe it's not as fulfilling as I'd like it to be. It doesn't have the zip that... Uh, that we like it doesn't. I'm not seeing the results, right, for Mr. Kenmore that I would like to see because of the level of investment that is there, the level of connection. One of the things that we've talked about here, Rod was up here and he was, you know, sharing about uh, their life group, they in the, uh, the hearts, David, you know, and those are all investment opportunities because anything that we do relationally anything that we do in life, but especially what we do relationally, we get a return on those things. Always, we're going to get that back. Relationships, for instance, are the things that we're going to take with us. I'm, I'm not going to take this iPhone that I borrowed from John. Um, I'm, we're not going to take any of those things with us, but we are going to take the relationships that we have. Those are, are going to continue on. Um, there's no spirit jiggler. We got the ab jiggler that we hope would just make it happen, but there's no spirit jiggler that's just going to, you know, magically cause us to become this spirit. Keep it clean over there. Come on now. But uh, there's nothing that's going to do that for us. It's, it requires work. It requires investment in our relationship with the Lord personally. And there's also a collective investment that's important that we have. I want to uh, give us just kind of a, it's, it's kind of a cute little video here, but I wanted to have us watch something real quick. John, go ahead and put this up. And, uh, but these are some things that um, might help paint a little picture or give us a little illustration of, of some of this. It's fun ourselves. Go ahead and start it regardless of the sound because we don't know. Yeah, there it is. Nice.
two next time. Part two next time. Oh my word. I was crying back there. Some of those are unbelievable. I thought you guys needed, we all needed to laugh a little bit or a lot. Uh, oh my goodness. These are some great workout experiences. I wish I could say I videoed all those at Planet Fitness. Oh, you know, in working out at there's something beyond just the investment that's required in order to, uh, to see the results. One of the things I realize, and I've been involved in team sports all my life. I love team. More than just loving it, though, I realize I'm built for it. I'm wired for it. We are wired for team. We're wired for family. That's why there's the family of God. That's why he identifies himself as father and Jesus as son. And we're part of a family. And there's some certain things that go along with that that come with the territory of, of being a family. But working out on your own is difficult. There, it lacks the motivation, the inspiration. Anybody relate to what I'm talking about? You know, And you know, you'll notice in there, as hilarious as that stuff is, you notice the only ones that really uh, that got themselves in trouble the most were the ones that didn't have somebody with them. It's these people trying to do all the selfies, right? Ooh, you know, and they're, they're all by themselves. They didn't have a team. Even the guy who blew chunks at the end, at least he had a team around and behold him. That dude was toast. If he was not able to finish that clean, then it, it was, it was going to be over for him. That was going to be a painful ending. But, you know, the guy who lifts up on the bar and falls, you know, he's got somebody there to pick him up, to help him out when he's going through what he's going through. And uh, I, I've got some workout equipment at home. We've got kind of a small little uh, gym that we use, but it's, I've never been able to get the workout that I really desire. Mr. Kenmore is not going to happen in my own little gym. And uh, I started working out with Andrew at Planet Fitness because I got tired of working out on my own. And then he quit on me. So, turnaround's fair play. Uh, you do still have a membership there, is that right? Yeah, it's too easy not to go at $10 a month. I'm sorry, but it, it's too easy to sleep in or do whatever. <clears throat> What's that? It's easy at 27, evidently. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, that had a little sting to it, that comment. I'm still a little bitter. But to have that accountability, to have that spotter with you is amazing because what a spotter does, obviously, is they help you lift more than you can on your own. Now put that in the context of the church. We can only do so much. You know, when we're, when we're on our own, it's like the home gym. It doesn't mean we don't have a relationship with Jesus or, or anything like that. But remember, Dennis Peacock made this statement. He said, salvation is a team sport. It's so true. It's so true. Salvation is a team sport. Church is a team sport. <clears throat> now, we can do team. We can show up with the rest of the team and be isolated from everyone, too. That's possible as well. But God calls us to integrate, to jump in, to be a part and connect on ways that are sometimes a lot deeper than what we're even comfortable with. 
but pushing us to, to get in, to build the relationships, to make the investments that will produce the return. Not that we're looking for, but that God is looking for. That is the key. What return is God looking for? What investment is He calling you to? I believe most of the time our investment will be quite a far below sometimes where God wants us to invest. God's constantly calling us to risk, to step out, to initiate rather than waiting for somebody else to initiate with us. Hey, hey, would you guys like to come over for dinner? Hey, would you, uh, would you like to get together sometime and, and grab some coffee? What is God calling you to do in terms of your investment? See, on our own, basically what we're able to do is we're able to maintain. You know, so I stay at whatever it is, you know, 150 pounds on, on bench or, or whatever. I, I'm only going to maintain that. I can't get any further. I have to have somebody there to help me build. That's why you see that weightlifter at the very end. He is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. He didn't do that on his own. He did that with a team, with a coach, with people around him to help them get to where they need to go. God designed us for team. Teams everywhere. It's built into the human framework. And, uh, you know, the, we look at marriage, the team that's required for marriage. And when I talk about being on the same page, <clears throat> excuse me, when we talk about being on the same page, the important thing that we need to remember is that being on the same page is not so important that we're on the same page together, but that we're on the same page with God. You and I can be on the same page. We can be in agreement to, with one another and not even be in alignment with God's word. So as we're going along, the key thing is that in a marriage, in our parenting, our relationship with our parents, relationship with our kids, are we on God's page? And what page is it? What page is important for us to be on? His word gives us the keys to where we're supposed to go together. Um, you find this in friendship. You find this in work and business. And, uh, you know, what would a company be without the HR department? Some of you are like, well, some may eh, probably better off. But needing those people for the, fi- the firing and hiring process a lot of times. Um, what would the, the people in the back office who are packing boxes be without the sales group? We have to have one another serving and functioning. Is the, We could say, you know, because he gets more of the limelight that the CEO of the company is more important than everyone else. Nope. It's not true. Because he would not be be who he is. You know, Amazon, Microsoft, any of those places would not be who they are without everyone collectively putting in their time, energy, and, you know, everything that they've got into where the company is going. And again, the key is, are we on God's page? You know, um, I've, I've talked with Dan Hart a number of times. Where would you be in the business without your sons? You know, he's been, it, it's really cool to talk about Hart and sons and the business that they have where, you know, one of them's working on the, the, uh, the books and, you know, take, went to school to take care of this aspect of it, the marketing aspect. It frees Dan up to be able to go out and do more sales, 
calls. And so they're building the business, but that was impossible without Dan raising up his sons to work with him in that. Otherwise, he would have had to hire, hire it out. David, as he's been growing, you know, bringing different ones on, Charlie and, and whatnot, it, you know, it wasn't enough. Katie's, you know, she's got a little team that, you know, is building at home and with Gracie. And it's, it's just, you got to have the team around you to make it work. The church is no different. And uh, I want to look at something here. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. A local church is a team sport. Ephesians chapter 4. In 3, the end of chapter 3, Paul's talking about the love of God. And then he puts in this big, therefore. I love the part about the love of God. We, we don't have time to get there today. But he says, therefore... I, a prisoner of ser- for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you've been called by God. Be humble and gentle. Very, very important. And as we're relating with one another, being humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. That's the same thing in Colossians 3. People are going to let us down. They're going to hurt us. And we make allowance for those things in advance. Because of your love. Always keep yourselves united in the Holy Spirit. Always. If there's a rift, if there's a divide, work it out. Work it through. Don't let it go. Keep yourselves united in the Holy Spirit. There it is. Being on His page, not our page. Not what we feel like, but what He's calling us to. But bind yourselves together with what? Peace. Bind yourselves together with peace. We are all one body. We have the same spirit. We've all been called to the same glorious future. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And there's only one God and Father who is over us all and in us all and living through us all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift according to the generosity of Christ. I love that. Every single one of us has been given a special gift. Cruise over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4. Verse 7. The end of the world is coming soon. Waiting, still waiting for that one, aren't we? But it's coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those in need or who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given gifts to each one of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. God has given gifts to each one of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Are you called to be a speaker? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Are you called to help others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then God will be given glory in everything through Christ Jesus. All glory and power to him forever and ever. There's people in here who are no more important than everyone else. We need people in this family, you know, to help with really practical things. Stacking chairs, setting up chairs, 
taking down this stuff at the end, setting up. You know, at some point we, you know, we believe God, as we've said, we've been motioning this direction that we're moving more centrally located in the North Shore area. But for the time being, there's a lot of work to be done. A lot more work to be done in terms of setup and making sure things happen, the tear down. But it's all part of being part of the family. Not being part of the family of God is not all, you know, warm fuzzies and everybody feels good. And sometimes you go through some really difficult stuff together. And that's really tough. But the work is very important. And each one of us has amazing gifts that are so important that need to be expressed and released in this context. Amen? Stand with me, will you? Lord, we want our gifts to be used by you so that we can become the church that you've called us. Would you speak to every single one of us? Lord, what are the gifts that you've given us? Generously, lavishly given those gifts. May we develop those things and practice them. Thank you so much for everyone represented here. And we just hear you saying everybody matters. Every single person matters. Can you hear that this morning? You matter. You matter to this team. Amen. Love you guys. I love being a part of this church. And uh, it is just great to walk together. And uh, so have a wonderful afternoon. Uh, even though the Seahawks are on a, having a bye this week. Great. What's that? Mariners last game of season today. Good for them. I haven't seen one game this season. Amen. See you guys. Have a great afternoon.